And now I, I was scheduled to speak to the one and only Jim Garrity of National Review, G-E-R-A-G-H-T-Y, at Jim Garrity on Twitter. I'm uh, going to talk about the shutdown. I'm going to talk about President Trump's uh, uh, speech, talk about how the Democrats have responded, and I want to get into that with you, Jim. But you did the yeoman's work. Put it out on Twitter. It's there at National Review. The not-so-pretty fine print of the Green New Deal. Now, this is uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I'm sorry, Congressman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This is her dream. And the headline on Fox right now is that 2020 Democrats go all in on Ocasio-Cortez champions Green New Deal. You went through it. You did the line by line. So the question is, why isn't this a great deal for America? Because she tells us it's going to make us uh, better and it's going to bring us racial and social and uh, um, some other kind of uh, uh, justice. It's going to bring us a lot of justice, Jim Garrity. Why don't we want this? It's good to talk to you again, Tony. Uh, Yes, it'll it'll deliver utopia. And I suppose we should salute uh, Ocasio-Cortez and her allies for Uh, coming up with some brilliant marketing. Most Americans have happy feelings and happy thoughts of the New Deal. I think if you actually talk to historians, there are some arguments to say there was a lot of money that went to wasted directions and actually were counterproductive and may have even extended the Great Depression, but I'll let the historians have that argument. Most Americans like the Green Deal. They like things that are green, right? They like forests. They like things that are pretty and stuff like that. Um, so I went to look at you. You hear people talking about it. You hear her talking about how this is going to bring, you know, immunitize the eschaton and create heaven on earth here. And then you look at it. So I decide, all right, what's in this? What would it actually do? And the first thing that jumps out at me is they're going to cut the military spending by at least half. Now, I haven't heard her talking about that at great no, length. No, not I a single heard, thing, not a word, not an ounce. Right. The, the Democrat, you don't hear Democrats saying our plan in 2020 is to cut the Pentagon in half. Uh, at least, maybe even more than that. And so I went down all the list of current members of enlisted, reserves, civilian employees. Um, you know, if, if you if you really you don't know exactly how much spending cutting spending in half would mean, half of them would be out of work. But if you did, that would show about 1.4 million personnel out of work. Uh, separately, and I realize there's you know very intense arguments amongst uh, conservatives at this time, uh, Tony. But look, if you tell them, if the other one also withdraw all U.S. troops from overseas. Now, I know we've had debates about Syria. I know we've had debates about Afghanistan. Tony, if you say let's take out all U.S. forces from Europe, all U.S. forces from South Korea, all U.S. forces from Japan, and all U.S. forces from the Middle East, do you think the world gets safer or less safer? I actually (laughs) took the other side of the coin. What happens if you're not continuing to uh, improve uh, the air fleet, fixing the aircraft that we have that are already in disrepair, making sure you have proper training in the Navy that leads to the kinds of problems in shipping lanes in the South China Sea and the Yellow Sea and the Straits over there? Uh, Never mind the fact that China and Russia are continuing to pour into their militaries, China especially, and the United States without a strong military means China and Russia are in charge, and I guess uh, we don't have to worry about who's green or not after that because no one's going to going to have a right after that i was going to say i you know the the idea of uh, let's withdraw everybody and cut our military spending in half uh i guess in the long term uh tony if we lost if, if you know if iran china and russia went on a giant aggressive span and killed lots of people 
Well, that would reduce carbon emissions because they'd all be dead, I suppose. I guess I guess you'd give them credit for that in the long run. Uh, but that, this is just the, that's just the military aspect. Many of the, the part that everybody kind of lo- enjoys pointing to, and it's probably gotten the most discussion, although I think not nearly enough, is the, the plan on energy and how it more or less violates the laws of physics. Uh, because the plan is that in 11 years we will replace not just uh, you know coal, which obviously a lot of environmentalists don't like. We not only replace all oil, we've ceased to use oil entirely. Uh, natural gas, entirely liquid natural gas, and oh by the way, and, and nuclear. Even though by the way, nuclear power itself does not generate any carbon dioxide or air pollution. The, you add it all up, Tony. That's 88 percent of where we get our energy. Now, you can't do that in 11 years. You'd have a hard time doing that in 20 years or 30 years or 40 years, right? I mean, you, you the longer it is, the more you know, uh, the more possible it is. Um, but that, that's so just you know, just the sheer. Ability to generate, you know, there are lots of us. Wind power, wonderful. Solar power, wonderful. Geothermal, you know, this is kind of like somebody had pointed this out to me yesterday, which I thought was a terrific example. It's like, by golly, why can't Great Britain utilize geothermal energy the way Iceland does? Because Iceland is on a volcano. Oh lord, <laughs> that helps. That is very much in in the vein of Hank Johnson, and if you put too many people on Guam, it'll capsize. That's, this is the same line of like, why can't these landlocked countries use more power of tides and oceans? Right. You, know, like, you need to have that stuff to, to do that. Um, but so I went down the you know, obviously massive job changes there. But here's the part which really jumped out at me. They call for, and this is right there in the text. I'm not making this up. This is not some kooky, right? Go online and look at this yourself. Uh, it calls for, quote, replacing non-essential individual means of transport with high quality and modern mass transit. That's a really nice way of saying we are going to ban cars. Yes. We will decide whether or not you're allowed to have a car. And, and if you are allowed to car, it ha- allowed a car, it has to be electric. You're not whatever gasoline powered car you have, it would instantly become banned and worthless. Talking to Jim Garrity right now of National Review, Jim Garrity on Twitter, G E R A G H T Y. So in the end, this is there, this is nothing more than foolhardiness. This is the idea of dreams, not the idea of reality. But as we have heard from Ocasio-Cortez, Representative Cortez, uh, and as we have seen from the far progressive left, they are not interested in the facts. They're interested in the morality. So when you see Fox News running headlines about how uh, more and more Democrats are really looking into this and are excited to be, uh, you know, support the proposal, like Representative Eric Swalwell from California, who also wants to confiscate uh, your, your, your firearms. How do they now, yeah. uh, how do they think this plays out? And do they believe that no part of America is going to notice, hey, we can't survive without a military in today's world, and I certainly can't survive without my car getting from point A to point B because we all don't live in the Bronx. Some of us yeah. live in Indiana. I mean, this, if you want to say this is your vision for America 100 years from now, well, much more possible. By the way, all, all the transition of energy, um, generally it happens when the new source of energy becomes plentiful and cheap. So if you guys really want to reduce carbon emissions, you have to figure out how to produce new, you know, new sources of energy that will be plentiful and that will be cheap. Um, one of the lines in there is, according to a British study, we could go to entirely uh, renewable energy in 10 years. So I actually bothered to look up what that study was and what it actually said. And Tony, two of their examples are communist China under Mao, and uh, the other one was Brazil under a dictatorship. Perfect. So the, 
deep, deep in the you know, weeds here is kind of an acknowledgement. Look, if we want to make a big speedy change like this, we really can't do this with democracy. Why not just say we we're really going to suspend can't. the Constitution? Why not just why it would at least be honest. Listen, if we're going to do this right, Tony, I have to be in Tony, charge if, and you have to be my slave. Tony, if they burn the Constitution, that generates carbon emissions. Oh, I see the problem. Oh, I see the <laughs> I see I see uh, the the issue. Um, I have often said, Jim, that. You know, the idea of getting worked up over Representative Cortez, the the anti-Semitism and bigotry of, of Representative Tlaib, um, and, and some of the others of this new crop, and even the, the religious bigotry of Maisie Hirono uh, of Hawaii, uh, it, it does not pay to get—it pays to notice it, talk about it, but not to get worked up by it, because especially in Congress, in the House of Representatives, it is not my problem. It's Nancy Pelosi's problem. Because Nancy Pelosi is trying to get a border deal done, get a shutdown resolved, and what does she have? These young upstart Democrats who are making a whole lot of noise and taking her off the front page and off message. How Even Whoopi Goldberg agrees with me on The View. So how are the Democrats, the Democratic leadership, dealing with some of this Democrat fakakta nonsense when other Democrats are like, ooh, that nonsense is going to really help me in 2020? You know, one of the things that is frustrating is that uh, when you write about anything related to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and by the way, I believe this is the fifth item I've written uh, since she appeared on the national scene that comes out to uh, less frequently than one a month, roughly once every five to six weeks. And this is not about her. I mean, I mentioned she's the one who's, who's pitching this, but basically this is all about what's in the proposal. And of course, when you do this, Tony, you're on Twitter, you, you see this, I'm sure, uh, you get a lot of, oh, God, you guys are so obsessed with her. Well, look, you could, you know, you, you basically, first of all, nothing in it is about her, but this is about her the ideas. This is what we're supposed to do in this country. We're supposed to evaluate these ideas. We're supposed to take a look at them. We're supposed to scrutinize them. This isn't about her attire. This isn't about her age. This isn't about her past work for Tony. Tony, you and I would very much agree. Bartending is a fine and honorable line of work. And you and I have put a lot of money into the hands of bartenders over the years. Work for Ted <laughs> you know, Danson. There's nothing wrong with being a bartender. Uh, the argument is when you start putting out stuff like, well, we can, you know, because somebody said to her, you know, how do you replace uh, in less than 11 years, 90, close to 90% of all U.S. energy production? And she's like, why can't we dream big? That, <laughs> you, you can dream big, but the question is, how do you make that reality? And what she's calling for, some people have argued, literally violates the laws of physics that you cannot generate that same amount of energy uh, that would be required in the next 10 years um, to do so. As for whether she's causing headaches for Democrats, um, look, what, what Ocasio is, is selling here is – and you know, allies like her and other, you know, a lot of these freshman Democrats uh, in the House – look, they're selling utopianism. right? They're, they're, all this is going to be paid for by taxes on the rich. You're, we're going to give you free health care. Free housing, free child care, free daycare, uh, cradle to grave government, you know, everything we went through with Julia and the Obama campaign back in 2012. Government's going to take care of you from cradle to grave, and you're not going to have to pay for any of it, and it's all going to be awesome. Tony, the only counter evidence we have to this is all of human existence. Right. No, no. It, 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 it is the absolute fact. And as we have learned, she is not interested. In the facts, that's Jim Garrity right there. G-E-R-A-G-H-T-Y, Jim Garrity of National Review. Uh, go check out the piece, if if you will. It's right there 
at National Review. It is the not-so-pretty fine print of the Green New Deal. Jim, always a pleasure. Much more coming up. Tom Steyer, he's not running for president. What's he going to do with his billions? I'll tell you coming up.